Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Today we are joined by David Khalili. He's here to talk to us about burnout and sexual dysfunction. David is a marriage and family therapist and an author of the book, Sex Warriors. That's Sex Warriors with an O. And it's a very relevant topic to us and everything we talk about on this podcast. David is also a burnout workshop facilitator, and we're going to stay focused on what burnout is and how it impacts sexual function and overall well-being. So David, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Can we start with what is burnout? I, I think most of us have our own concept of what this might mean, yeah. uh, but certainly as a therapist and a mental health expert who uh, really is pretty deep in this space, if you could share with us what you see as burnout, that would be helpful. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I think burnout is it's a term that's been thrown around for the last I think I've been hearing it uh, at least the last 10 or so years. I'm, I know it's been around longer, but it's been in the zeitgeist to describe the level of overwhelm and just you're just kind of flat out just exhausted and your energy is gone from variety of things. So there's there's workplace burnout, there's caregiver burnout, there's parenthood burnout, there's uh nursing or you know medical burnout. Um there's quite a few teacher burnout, Zoom burnout with the with the pandemic, and so what this describes is a series of symptoms that are cognitive, psychological, and emotional. Um, so one could be you know apathy. You start to really lose concern or care about other people or about your day or your future. Even um, another one is short fuse. You're you know you got quick temper. Um, the other one is you're really holding on to your uh, your stress and anxiety. You notice that you're either sleeping a lot or not sleeping much at all. Um, you know, you're just you're just worn down. So when I'm when I'm hearing you describe this, I'm wondering: is this a function of like lack of novelty? I'm just mm. sick of the routine. Is this uh, overworking? Is this lack of balance in life? How how would you kind of tease that out in terms of what this process of burnout is. Yeah, it's it's a lot of putting out and not getting much in to to nourish or re-energize uh your your fuel system, let's say. Um so there's a great book that came out last year called Burnout by uh Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And Emily Nagoski wrote Come As You Are, which is a fantastic book. Uh and so burnout the book Burnout is geared towards women, but I recommend it for people of all genders. I think it's a fantastic book, especially around um, learning about your nervous system. And what they found is we actually need 10 hours of rest per 24 hours in your day. And for some people, that's like, oh, that's not even enough. And for other people, that they say that's way too much. And what it, those 10 hours gives you is it gives you enough time to sleep. It gives you enough time to play. It gives you enough time to organize. It gives you enough time to kind of re-scaffold yourself, get your foundation going again uh, so that you can have some output. So rest I'm gathering in that definition means downtime, not necessarily sleep. 
a little bit of both. It can be downtime. It can be sleep. It could be exercise. It could be a creative output. Uh, it's it's something that is nourishing for you. Okay, and the idea the idea here though of burnout, you're saying is is putting out more than you are taking in, and I'm sure it's not an exact balance because most yeah. people are putting out more than they're taking yeah. in. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that is not a 50 50 recipe for burnout yeah. because I think right. most of us would hit it pretty frequently. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but all that being said, what are some of the early warning signs of burnout? Because it sounds like once you've hit it, it's it's, it's pretty much there and set in. So how would somebody know if they are uh, on a path toward or approaching or in the early stages of burnout? I think once you start to notice you're a little bit more reactive, your your fuse is a little shorter, whether it's driving home from work or a coworker or a family member, your your memory isn't so great. Um, or your thoughts about yourself, like your self-esteem starts to go down a bit, uh, your confidence starts to go down a bit. Those are pretty general markers of like early warning signs of burnout. Okay. And I'm, I'm beginning to get the sense that there um, are broader mental health implications for burnout yeah. in terms of self-esteem and, and the like. So could you share with us, having worked with people who are experiencing burnout or are trying to recover from burnout, what what is that internal experience like, and and really how does it impact the mind? Great, yeah i I liken it to you know which I think is similar to a lot of other self exploration or self awareness uh, processes. Uh, it's like waking up slowly, waking up. You're just you're realizing more and more how much your your day or your energy or your time is being put towards the thing that is taking away energy from you. Um, oftentimes. When I'm working with clients that are in the middle of this process, they'll come into session uh, with another awareness or revelation that is just, wow, I'm really spending a lot of time on either work or managing my burnout or managing the stress from work. And, you know, that just becomes a point of exhaustion. How then would burnout potentially impact sexual function? With uh, with sexual function, you know, there needs to be some level of present mindedness and some level of letting go. And with burnout, it's, you know, sometimes with burnout, you're trying to solve a problem. And that problem can be the coworker that you don't like, or the project that you're trying to fix, or the um, elderly parent that is not doing so well. And what ends up happening is you start to ruminate, you start to fixate, you start to really churn that problem over and over in your head. And that doesn't feel sexy. That doesn't feel really playful or pleasurable. And, um, you know, it, it actually shuts down the, the, the process of arousal because you're just all in your head and you're just kind of focused on problem solving. So I think it could, it could trigger not necessarily a sex-based anxiety, but burnout just triggers that general anxiety where people are ruminating, their heads are just occupied yep. and not really able to focus in on pleasure, which you know clearly is a, a key ingredient to a healthy sexual function and also uh, overall healthy sexual experience. Yeah. And, you know, I think the other, the um, other key part of this is the other person, right? And so I think if, if we are burnt out and uh, emotionally unavailable and just in our head, then the other person is not really going to feel very closer connected to us. And we're not going to feel very closer connected to the other person. And so that over time, that can create more and more of a, a, a disconnect or a gap in your relationship. Okay. So I want to come to talk about relationships in 
just a few moments, but I want to go back and clarify one of the concepts uh, that you were talking about before and see if uh, if that connects into uh, the sexual realm. You mentioned that burnout is oftentimes a overemphasis on output of energy and an underemphasis on input. Mm-hmm. And what I wonder about, and I think some of our listeners will probably be curious about this as well, is do people need to be taking for themselves to be focused a little bit on their own pleasure, which seems to be not happening with burnout, even as you're describing how people cope with burnout, mm-hmm. it's by dealing with the burnout as opposed to uh-huh. taking care of themselves or focusing right. in on what they may need. And I'm wondering if maybe there is some kind of cognitive overlap here where once you're in that burnout way of thinking, it's mm-hmm. it's just a matter of now expending energy to put out another fire or to deal with a crisis as opposed to taking care of oneself. Yeah. Um, so does that resonate a little bit with you in terms of how you think about this? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, there, it should be no, it's probably no surprise to you that, you know, there are certain personality types that burn out more than others. And the ones that uh, tend to already put their needs aside are going to be more susceptible to burnout. And so trying to let, tell them like, Hey, you should just take more. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I will, I will, I will, I will, I'll do that in a second. I think therapists, we do this all the time. Like I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's trying to convince them in a way, uh, the benefits of taking time for yourself, you know, and sometimes, unfortunately for care caregivers, we have to let them know that the best way that they can care for others is to care for themselves. And that's the leverage that we have to use to help them care for themselves. Um, other people will say, you've got to take care of yourself so that you can take care of yourself. And they're like, great, I'm an important person. I want to take care of myself. So I think it's really normalizing and encouraging, taking in, allowing yourself to be selfish a bit and mm-hmm. challenging what that idea of selfishness means, that selfishness doesn't mean cockiness or arrogance or entitlement. It means actually caring for oneself. Yeah. And with, with, in this case, yeah. with the clients that I work with that uh, struggle to have that self-focus, struggle yeah. to identify and bring their needs to the forefront, I talk with them about the selflessness of being selfish. Great. In other words, yeah. like how, how it really becomes an act of being able to give because without some of that focus on self, yeah. it's hard to be engaged. It's hard to find uh, the energy and the drive and the passion to be able to uh, connect with a partner, to be able to be present with a partner. Um, so I definitely, I, I see a little bit of an overlay in terms of when a person hits burnout and that um, lack of focus on self that could be having a negative impact on sexual function. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Relationships are often a factor when it comes to erectile dysfunction, managing erectile dysfunction, psychogenic erectile dysfunction. Does burnout come home with people or do people burn out at being at home? Mm. A little bit of both. I think it really depends on what's going on. You know, if, if we take the definition of you're putting out more than you're taking in, if, if your relationship at, at home consists of lots of arguing and management of stress and management of your anger or someone else's anger, that's really, really exhausting. And you're not going to have much energy or nourishment or self-care uh, to feel sexy or to feel connected. Um, but it also absolutely does come home. I mean, I talk to 
countless uh, clients who talk about either memories of uh, their parents coming home from work and the whole mood of the house changing, or they themselves coming home from work and noticing, oh crap, my kids are a little tense because I'm home now. So it could be both. You're saying it could be that yep. there's a, a burnout at work and that spills over. And it could also be that not necessarily burned out from work, but there's relationship burnout. Um, yep. A man is struggling with his partner who yep. he at least experiences, like he has to manage their emotions. Yep. Um, he has to walk on eggshells and it's just so much energy going out to avoid conflict or uh, to try to try to get through to his partner or whatever it might be uh, that that doesn't leave a lot left in terms of what he can possibly take in. Right. ultimately leading to some challenges in a sexual relationship or in the relationship more broadly. Absolutely. Yeah. So I see a lot of men who have experienced ED and there's a pretty clear correlation between level of work stress mm-hmm. and the sexual dysfunction. How do you differentiate between stress and burnout? That's a good question. I think of stress as situational and in the moment and burnout as a scaffolding of stress and exhaustion. That's the, you know, that's all in one continuum and stress is at kind of the, the bottom angle, we'll say bottom portion. So I want you, I want to ask you to kind of expound upon that because I think what Uh you're saying is, is really, really important that, and if I'm hearing you correctly, what, what I'm gathering is that Acute stress, stress in the moment is going to happen and it might have an impact on, you know, home life, on relationship, on sexual function, but stress is stress if it happens and then it gets downregulated and then people return to their baseline within whatever the defined normal period of time is. Burnout, you're saying, seems to be, at least in some instances, is a sustained level of stress where people are just continually trying to deal with the stress and are pouring just energy on a daily basis into trying to manage that stress. Um, That's kind of what leads to burnout. So it's all in this one long continuum, stress being on the lower end of the continuum relative to burnout, which is that sustained higher level of stress over time. Yeah, I mean, I think we can we can think of it in the same way that we think of PTSD versus CPTSD. PTSD is a single event. I know you know this, Mark, but just for the, please, um, the listeners. PTSD is you know based on a single event like a car accident, but CPTSD, complex PTSD, is from a series or prolonged event uh, events of traumatic uh, events like childhood abuse or um, or being a soldier in the war. Yeah, David, here in the United States. I think it's fair to say that we put a lot of empathy, a lot of emphasis on work ethic and uh, that can be conflated with working a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. How do you educate people about burnout in this atmosphere, especially when it's impacting sexual function and other areas of their well-being? Yeah. I, what seems to be happening right now is uh, a change in work culture where there seems to be the um, um, younger folks are not really um, not really following that burnout or, or not really following the grind culture or hustle culture that is really being pushed. They're like, why am I going to burn myself out and risk my life and limb for, you know, minimum wage? Um, so to 
sometimes I can take that as uh, my anchor and saying, you know, look, this is already, this movement's already happening to raise awareness of how uh, much work stress is impacting us. The second I bring up journal articles that I've, that I've read recently, or I recommend books. I, I think bibliotherapy is a really good way um, to supplement uh, my work with clients um, or podcasts or YouTube videos, whatever their learning style is. And then, you know, I, I validate their, their work ethic or their, you know, their, their grindedness, their grindiness to say like, look, you wouldn't be in your C-suite level, or you wouldn't be the successful if you weren't grinding. Um, but now that you're here and you're seeing the effects of it, what little bits can get taken away? I'm not asking you to let go I'm not, of everything. I'm not let, asking you to change your whole life. Um, but what, what do you think you can let go of? What are the things that worked really well for you in the past? but are no longer working well for you right now. Okay. So I, I really appreciate that, which is a, a gradual process of change. Mm-hmm. So you're not coming at it and saying like, you know, this is fundamentally wrong. And this whole concept of work ethic, you've, you've conflated that. And it's, it's right. how not really, you? how dare you <laughs> you're saying like, I get it. This yeah. is, this is the atmosphere that you grew up in. Yeah. And like, I'm not here to take that away because that, that has fueled a lot of your success. However, I think like anything in life, not everything about that is working all the time. So yeah. where yeah. where do you see a possibility or an opportunity to address one little piece of that, which is going to help kind of take that down? So you're saying it's a slow, slight challenge of this concept that working many hours is considered yeah. work ethic and not working many hours or tending to self-care is considered a violation of work ethic. Right. And, and especially, you know, uh, in terms of gender, there's a very big uh, pressure and emphasis for men to provide. And I want to acknowledge that, like, yes, especially if, if you're in a relationship or you're, you have a family, there is that pressure there. But if we can hold that while also holding your need for rest, how can we kind of collaborate and think together to, you know, find a way where you're not so stressed out and you can be more present? Yeah. And I, I really like uh, the way you're framing that, because I think it's so relevant and so pertinent to uh, sexual function challenges, because a lot of times you don't need to totally overhaul every aspect of your life, but you need yep. to take a look at some of the pieces. You need to make some minor changes that, again, take the stress down a little bit, that prevent that burnout, that give you a little bit more, uh, maybe focus on you as a human being and not yeah. you as a, as a worker or not right. you as a, as a producer or a provider, which again, these little changes can make a really big difference uh, when it comes to uh, sexual function or when it comes to quality of uh, sexual relationships. I really appreciate that frame. And I hope that our listeners are really able to take that piece in. So David, to, to wrap up, I'm wondering if you have any specific tips or suggestions that you could provide our listeners to better manage or prevent burnout, or at least push it a little further down the road, not as suppression, but at least by themselves, more time um, in that management window. Yeah, great. Um, one thing that I recommend in my workshops is to track your day. It's a it's a very you know simple uh, CBT approach, but it's simply to in mindfulness based approach to kind of note what's going on throughout your day on one column and then your emotion on the other column. And that way you can kind of really track and understand the triggers for your stress and for the burnout or the stress that leads to the burnout. And then over time, you are 
my hopes being more present, being more self-aware and less reactive. Yeah. And, and, and tracking is a, a great tool because I yeah. think kind of going back to just what you were saying before, it becomes less overwhelming when you mm-hmm. see where the opportunities are in front of you. If, if it's, well, I'm just burning out and I have to do something. Uh, right. People all, all often think about that as having to make some uh, fundamental overhaul to their life. But when you're tracking your day, you go, you know what? I really could cut that out or I could get out of the office a day, you know, a couple, you know, an hour early on this day. And I think things would still be okay. That's really where the sustainable shift, the sustainable change can take place. So uh, if any of our listeners out there uh, do feel like they're experiencing burnout, maybe it's related to a sexual function challenge. Maybe it's not, but maybe just to just try this tracking uh, exercise to kind of see what is going on in your day how much self-care is happening? How much focus yeah. um, are you able to put in taking care of your own needs? Um, and where might there be flexibility in the schedule? So I really like that. Uh, Absolutely. You know, in the, the workshops that I lead at uh, the workplace, it's to help the, the employees themselves, but also the system in place and to see what little changes can be made over time with the systems that are in place at work that can lead to burnout. So yeah. lack of communication or lack of encouragement or lack of transparency. Yeah. Yeah, so, so David, I really appreciate you bringing this topic to light. It's something that uh, it certainly comes up. I think a lot of times it, get, it gets masked as work stress, but I think highlighting the difference and really uh, bringing that awareness uh, to myself, but also to our listeners is really helpful. And I appreciate your time doing that. If men want to learn more about burnout or workshops, or if there are people who um, are in a position of management or run their own company and are interested to learn more, um, where can we send them to? Yeah, great. Um, my website, burnoutworkshops.com, it lists um, how I lead the workshops and lets you contact me from the website right there. Perfect. And we'll be sure to leave a, a link in the in the episode description. Once again, great. thank you very much for your time. And thank you for providing this really important information to our listeners. Thank you very much, Mark. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know there is a huge mental component that goes into achieving an erection. Mark Goldberg, the certified sex therapist who hosts this podcast, felt as though this was a very underserved topic of education in men's health. That's why he designed Beyond the Little Blue Pill, the thinking man's guide to addressing ED. The course is designed to educate and fundamentally help you change the way you think about erections. Check it out at erectioniq.com front slash course. You can explore three modules of this course completely free. See if there's something in there that can help you. erectioniq.com slash course and you can learn more there. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit erectioniq.com.